0: Welcome to the LIPN Podcast, brought to you by the members of the Long Island Professional Network, where business professionals come to grow. As someone who has been both a renter and a landlord, I thought I knew everything about renter's insurance. Turns out I was wrong. I'm Mara Loeschner, Chief Storyteller and Podcast Producer with Smith Douglas Associates. I reached out through the Long Island Professional Network to Leo Fernandez of the Fernandez Agency to learn more about what renter's insurance actually covers. Did you know that your renter's insurance covers your kids' belongings in a college dorm? That if where you're renting becomes inhabitable, like a fire or flood, your policy can cover the cost of temporary housing? Listen in and find out more about the amazing things a great renter's policy can do. Hi, Leo. Such a pleasure to speak with you again.
1: A uh, pleasure, Merrill. Thank you.
0: We're talking about renter's insurance today. And as a person who has rented a lot, I didn't learn about renter's insurance until I was much older. Why is renter's insurance important?
1: Well, renter's insurance is very important for a person renting because. The homeowner of where they're renting is protected by their insurance policy, but it doesn't protect your stuff and it doesn't protect you in terms of liability. So if the house uh, has some kind of loss, whether it be water or fire, the homeowner is covered for their stuff and their house, but you won't be if you don't have the proper rent insurance.
0: So if I'm renting an apartment in a house, the landlord's homeowner's insurance doesn't cover any
1: of my stuff. No, it does not cover it at all.
0: Okay, what about if I'm renting a condo or a co-op or an apartment?
1: Same thing, same thing applies. The rent is is insurance can be for anything from a single room to a condo or a townhouse or co-op. It's still the co-op owner has their own policy and it protects their property and their dwelling, which can be any one of the above. Uh, But the stuff that you own, your things, your property is not covered by them. No matter what kind of dwelling it is, you're not covered by the owner's policy.
0: Interesting, you just said something about roommate. If I'm renting a room in a house, can I get renters insurance just for a single room?
1: Sure. Sure, because everything in that room is yours and if something were to happen to, to the property in that room, you're at a loss. So definitely the, the property that you have in that one room is covered.
0: I never knew that. That's that's very cool. What what makes renters insurance different from homeowners
1: insurance? The renters insurance covers your belongings inside the dwelling or inside where you're living, where the homeowner insurance covers everything, the dwelling, the outside, uh, any kind of other structures, a garage, a fence, rented insurance only covers your property. So I always give the example to my customers. If you take a house or your apartment and turn it upside down, everything falls out. That is yours. That's what's covered by rented insurance everything that stays attached to the house is part of the homeowner's insurance or the building owner's insurance.
0: Very cool. Very visual explanation. No, I, I, very
1: very (laughs) simple. It's the easiest way (laughs) I find to explain it.
0: Okay. So what exactly is covered by a renter's policy? You said it, it covers my stuff. Uh, Does it cover anything else besides just my stuff?
1: It covers all your, all your property, which is your stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you have furniture, clothing, computers, uh, any kind of electronics that is your stuff, your property, but it also covers you for liability. And a lot of times, when you rent, let's say a second story of a house or first story of a house, the homeowner will ask you to buy a like an adventure policy because it protects them for liability and protects you for liability. If somebody's coming into your house, for example, and they slip on the staircase coming into the house, that staircase is partially yours partially the homeowners. So if that person decides to sue you, they could sue both of you, the homeowner and the renter. So your renter's policy will protect you and it will also protect the homeowner for liability for a lawsuit.
0: So if I have someone visiting me and they fall inside the apartment and hurt themselves and want to sue, the renter's policy will cover me for liability?
1: the The renter's policy will cover you for liability. And it's very inexpensive. So I know that uh, everybody's renting right now is so expensive. Renting any kind of apartment is expensive. You're looking to save money wherever you can. The liability part is not a place to save because it's very inexpensive. Uh, going from $100,000 to a $1 million dollars a year in uh, liability coverage can cost you $40. Oh, so it's not that's... worth it to buy 100 if you can buy a million for
0: $40. Yeah, that that's not bad. What about if the apartment or the house I'm renting burns down. Does renter's insurance help me with anything with that?
1: Well, remember, it it covers your belongings, your Uh property. I won't cover the house. However, there is an invaluable coverage. It's called extra living expense. Now, it's not just because your rent may go up. That's not the term. But if if the house burns down where you live, and you're not able to stay in the house safely. You have to find another place to live, whether it be another house, an apartment, it could be an efficiency in a hotel someplace. This extra living expense will cover that a lot of times for 12 months of expenses. Wow. Some some companies have a fixed amount. Some companies have a fixed time amount, a fixed length of time. Uh I'll give you an example that happened to us personally. My brother-in-law lived in Manhattan The building um, had a fire in an apartment near his, not even his. But because of the water damage from the fire department, he wasn't able to stay in his apartment. So trying to find another apartment in Manhattan is very difficult, especially the kind of apartment he had. So the insurance company ended up paying eight months to stay in the Marriott downtown plus parking. Wow. Now Now, here's where I say it's invaluable. His policy cost $150 a year.
0: Wow! And
1: and it paid for all his belongings because some things were able to be cleaned because it was just water, but some things that had smoke damage had to be thrown away. So he got reimbursed for that. He got reimbursed for the extra living expense and whatever expenses that came along with him having to be out of the apartment. So when I say it's invaluable, it really is.
0: You mentioned a house before. What if I'm actually renting a house? Does renters insurance cover that?
1: Well, it could be like before I mentioned that you could be renting a room, or it could be renting a whole house. So the house includes everything that belongs to you. So you got now you got bedroom furniture, you got living room furniture. Uh, if the washer and dryer are yours, that's covered also. But the structure, the actual frame of the house, is not yours, so that will not be covered. So in case there's a fire, the homeowner has protection for that under his policy. His house will be rebuilt. Uh, Everything inside the house, including the appliances that you own, will be replaced by your rentals policy.
0: What about if it's kind of temporary rental, if uh, the kids are going off to college and they need an apartment just for a semester or just for a year?
1: Absolutely. Just because a policy is a year policy or 12-month policy doesn't mean you have to keep it for 12 months. You can rent for three, three months at a time, a quarter, six months, nine months. And then whatever, whatever part of that year is left over, you don't pay for it. And you cancel it and just go back um, about your business. Now, the subject about children away at school is very different. When um, your child goes away to school and they go to the first year and they're in a dormitory, your homeowner's insurance will cover that property and liability while your son or daughter is at school in a dormitory. Huh. The same thing goes for rental property. That's how you rent a house or rent an apartment, your son or daughter goes to to school and living in a dormitory, your renter's policy will extend to that dormitory. So her furniture or her clothing is going to be or his clothing, uh, a computer, cell phone, those things will be covered and also liability will be covered. Now, the second or third year, they might move off campus and get their own apartment. Then they're going to need their own renters insurance because the homeowners will not cover an extension into their own apartment. The dormitory, yes, their one apartment, no
0: very that cool, was, and when she moves out of the dorm into an apartment with friends, she'll need to get her own, own. Exactly. her own renters insurance
1: and if you're moving into an, uh, to a rent an apartment and you're sharing with one, two, or three other people, you can have one policy and name all the kids as insureds, or each child can get their own renter's policy for just their belongings. They can do either way
0: in New York State. Is it mandated that landlords request their renters to get insurance? I know some landlords that just have it automatically in their lease that all renters must have insurance. But is that a a statewide thing or?
1: It's individual. It's an individual thing, but it's a very smart thing. As I was saying before, uh, the landlord can also be protected in terms of liability or any kind of medical expense under your renter's policy for no expense. Uh-huh. so no extra expense to you so if you just insure yourself or add the landlord as an additional insured it doesn't cost you any money and protects the landlord so it's prudent for the landlord to have their tenant get a renters policy and include them for the liability part uh, they're not going to lose anything in terms of, in terms of property but liability can be very costly so that will protect them in, in terms of that coverage saving them a lot of grief, and so saving them some money also on their coverage, on their policy for the house they their building. That's not mandated, but it's a very smart thing to do.
0: How do I decide how much insurance I need? Do I, do I need a master list of my stuff? Do you tell me how much the insurance is? How, how do I figure out how much insurance I need for my stuff?
1: You have to sit down with your agent and see how big your apartment is, how big the house is what kind of furnishings you have. If you have average furnishings and you have a one-bedroom, two bedroom apartment, it's it's pretty you know easy to calculate how much it would take to replace that stuff, replace your, your furniture. If you have some very expensive uh appliances or electronics, or especially we have some special jewelry that we may want to ensure, you have to list those separately. So if you have a loss to the apartment in general, just by the size and the number of rooms, number of bathrooms, uh, kitchen that you have, and the type or standard of furniture that you have, you have a very good estimate of how much you need for insurance. And that's the insurance agent can help you do that. With the jewelry, watches, rings, earrings, necklaces, that is a good idea to have a list of those things and list them specifically on the insurance policy. One coverage that you don't have on your regular furniture that you will have in the jewelry is off-premises theft, off-premises damage, because you're not wearing your furniture on your finger, but you may be wearing a 10,000, 20,000, $30,000 ring on your finger when you're walking on the streets. So with that extra jewelry coverage listed specifically for that ring, if it gets lost or damaged while it's outside your apartment, you'll get reimbursed by the repair or replace the whole thing.
0: Okay, you're trucking outside the apartment. What yeah. about theft? Someone breaks into my apartment, steals my computer and my TV and the microwave or whatever. Does <laughs> renter's
1: insurance cover theft? Those are one of the base covers, yeah. So it's going to cover fire, lightning, smoke, any kind of water damage from leaking pipes. Uh, it will cover theft of all your stuff in the apartment, 100% replaceable. So if somebody steals you know, some very expensive pair of shoes... As long as we know that you had it, you'll get replaced with that special set of shoes. The most used coverage, believe it or not, is not really theft. It's water damage, as I just mentioned. The apartment upstairs had a broken pipe or they left the, the water running in the bathroom and it leaks into your bathroom. That causes damage. But how about if they left the kitchen running upstairs, kitchen sink running upstairs, and now that water falls into your living room? That water is going to cause damage to your furniture. So that's probably the most Common kind of damage there is in an apartment. If there's smoke damage, not even from your particular apartment, but from another place that's close to yours, and the smoke travels into your unit and makes your clothes smelly or maybe sooty, that's also covered. So you have that smoke and the fire, of course, if any fire happens inside your apartment. Theft is covered inside your apartment. Theft is covered outside your apartment for jewelry if you list it separately.
0: Interesting. You mentioned water damage. What about floods? I know that homeowner's insurance doesn't encounter uh, a hurricane damage or flooding. What about renter's insurance? Is there a FEMA renter's insurance?
1: Well, actually, there is. There is. It's very similar to a homeowner policy. So a homeowner policy covers the same thing. You have a broken pipe, leaks, you get covered for the damage caused by that water flooding from the pipe. But if there's flood water from rising water outside your home that comes into your home, the homeowner's policy will cover that flood. Renters is basically in parallel with that. So let's say you live on the first story of an apartment or a townhouse or a condo, and there's uh, extreme water uh, raining outside, or maybe the tides are very high and you get some water coming in from the from the canal, from the ocean, into your apartment on the first floor. That renter's policy will not cover flood. So you can protect yourself by buying a flood policy for your particular unit. The same thing applies. The department has their own, so you don't have to cover that. But your furniture, your clothing, maybe you, you bought the carpeting, that's yours. That's covered by a flood insurance for a renter. Again, uh, since you don't own the building or the structure you're living in, it's going to be very inexpensive to protect yourself against the flood. If you live on a second and third story, I mean, it, it's very unlikely you're going to get flooded. But if you live on a first story, let's say down along the beach, or next to a big lake, uh, it's highly likely that you will flood from a big storm or some rain. So get yourself a flood policy for your property and the rentals. No problem with that at all.
0: Roughly, what does renter's insurance cost? I know it's going to depend on the size of your apartment, how much stuff you have, the value of your stuff, but a rough range. If homeowner's insurance is X dollars, how much in comparison is renter's insurance?
1: For the rental insurance, uh, having a, about equal coverages as a homeowner insurance. Again, I said the the, uh, the fire, smoke, lightning, vandalism, explosion, water damage from pipes. Those things are very common among among both policies. But on your rentless policy, let's say a common one-bedroom apartment may cost you $125 a year.
0: Oh, so let's it's like ten dollars a month. Say,
1: yeah, very inexpensive. If you have a two or three-bedroom apartment or maybe a whole house, that is a lot. Now you have two floors, maybe a floor and a half. You may be paying three to $400 a year for all the property in that house. So that would be the, an average cost. If you want to add, like I said, if you're adding those pieces of jewelry that are very expensive, you know, have a $10,000 watch, a $15,000 engagement ring, then you're gonna increase that by two or $300. So it could be from 150, you go up to $400, from $400 you go to, you know, 600 or so. Okay, you were talking so it, about
0: property it, inside it, the apartment or inside yeah. the rental unit. Yeah. Um, what about your car? If you park your car in your landlord's garage and the whole thing burns down, does renter's insurance do anything with that or do we have to go in the landlord's homeowner's insurance?
1: It may not be either. No. So depending, depending on what happens to or what causes the damage to your car. So the car policy is separate. Almost all motorized vehicles are going to be excluded from homeowners, condos, co-ops, and renters policies because it's a very different risk than having an apartment or a house. So most likely, the car will be excluded from the landlord's policy and your renters policy. However, with something that the landlord did negligently, you can recover from him. Negligently, like um, you know, has he left his garage, you know, rot. And you told them, hey, the garage ceiling or the roofing isn't in bad shape, you gotta fix it. Now you told the you, you put the landlord on notice, he knows that it's in bad shape, and then it damages your car, you have a case against that to get your car fixed. If it's nothing that the landlord did negligently and you do not have physical damage on your car, physical damage coverage, you're gonna be out of luck for that damage on your car.
0: What do I need to Get stuff together to get renter's insurance. Do I need to go around the house, make a master spreadsheet of everything I own, put receipts together? how how do i how do I start?
1: You don't really need to. What need to know is how big your apartment is, how many bedrooms, kitchen bathroom, uh, what kind of furniture is very expensive furniture, average furniture. And just on those two things and dimensions of your apartment, you can get a good start of how much you need for renter's insurance. The list that I would keep would be of the jewelry and electronics. If you have a, an iMac computer or, or a Windows-based computer, if you have uh, a lot of cameras, or uh, camera equipment that you want to ensure, you make a list of those things and keep them handy. The rings or the jewelry, you're gonna ensure that you keep receipts for because that's how you're gonna get replaced.
0: Okay. Now, well, you mentioned electronics, and nowadays, yes. there's a lot of us working from home. Does yes. that does that cover all the home office stuff as well?
1: That, that's what I was getting to with, with electronics, because everybody is working from home. And sometimes the company you work for will provide you with the laptops uh, and printers or scanners to work from home. If their company provided... Uh, they're not going to be covered under your renter's policy because it's not your belonging. It's not your property. It belongs to the company. However, if you're working from home and you had to go out and buy a scanner, a printer, uh, a new working laptop to be able to do the work, when that is going to be covered. If you bought a desk to do the work, that's going to be covered also. If you had to buy additional electronic equipment for the, the router system or the Wi-Fi system, those electronic things will be covered because it, the, you bought them, they're your property you're using it for your business but it's still yours and they're covered by that now if you are let's say for example a salesman and um, the company gave you a box full of samples and those get damaged that's not going to be covered because it's not your property it belongs to the company
0: Okay, so we can only ensure things that you own yourself, not yes. that you're, you're borrowing, yeah. so to speak, right. from others or from mm-hmm. your company.
1: But you could you could set up a small home office in, in your apartment or a house, and the whole home office will be covered in terms of you know, documents, paper, electronics, a desk, chair, all those things are yours. The whole office will be covered, yes.
0: So you, we were talking about the catastrophic events that you have to mm-hmm. move off premises. Now, is that part of basic renter's insurance is that, or is that an added extra no, that you have to pay a little more it's for?
1: Part, it's part of, of the renter's insurance. So in the renter's policy, like I said, it mimics a lot of the homeowners, except you don't own the actual home. Uh-huh. So we will have uh, damage to your property, theft to your property, uh, vandalism to your property. you will have liability. Uh-huh. which starts at $100,000 and you can buy it up to a million or even $2 million for liability. Uh-huh. Uh, it has medical payments to guests. So let's say I come in as a guest, you know, to your your place and we're having dinner and I cut myself, I need to go to the hospital to get stitches. That medical coverage will pay me to go to the hospital and pay the medical bills to get my fingers stitched up. So that's part of it. It also has the additional living expense built into it. It's a, like I said, it could be a fixed dollar amount. Or it could be a fixed time amount, and that could be offered with options. So let's say you don't think it's it's you know fifty thousand dollars is enough. You want to buy seventy five thousand. You can you can buy a little bit more of that extra living expense to, to help you live someplace while your apartment gets set up again.
0: There's the basics. You can expand it a bit for yep. liability mm-hmm. and the
1: like. Yeah, but
0: it's yes. still what the maximum like twenty thirty dollars a month maximum for all the bells and whistles. But-
1: but certainly at $20 a month will get you all the bells and wils except for the specialized jewelry kind of thing
0: okay well what about we're talking electronics again I have my laptop I'm bringing it to a site I drop it down a flight of stairs end of laptop does my renter's insurance cover the loss of that
1: if it happened outside your apartment most likely not you can get the theft outside your apartment but if, if it if You caused part of the damage or fell and broke. uh, It's not going to be covered on that, no.
0: Okay, so I'm a renter. Someone steals my computer. The next-door neighbor's apartment catches on fire. All these things happen at once. How do you do a claim?
1: (laughs) It's it's as simple as calling your agent. You call me and say, Leo, guess what happened? Last night, someone broke in and stole my computer on their way out. They knocked over a lamp, and now the apartment went on fire. And 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 that's it. It, It's easy as that. I get the time and date of what happened. How extensive is the damage? Uh, Are you able to stay in the apartment? Are you not able to stay in the apartment? You need an extra living place to go live and and set that up for you. So that is done directly through an agent. If you're working directly with an insurance company online, you can email them or call them. Uh, Some, well, I say most of them will have a 24 hour claim center. Some may not, uh, but it's just that easy. So this is what happened. I need a place to stay. Can you help me set it up? And i will set it up for you. And I'll help you set up for it.
0: Anything that we haven't covered on the, the joys of renters insurance?
1: Uh, well, one thing that I didn't mention, and it just came up today with one of my customers, and it's about having a dog. Now, if you live in a small apartment in Manhattan, you probably have a small dog. That's not very menacing. But if you rent a whole house, let's say out here on the island, and you have a bull master, or a Wattweiler, or a Doberman Pinscher. Some companies will frown on those things depending on the temperament of the dog. They may ask you to provide a statement from the veterinarian about those dogs, Uh, but they will ask you what kind of dog you have because dog bite claims are covered under rental insurance. So again, if I come over to your house and we're having a glass of wine and your dog bites me, that's covered under your rental insurance. I go to the hospital, get treated, that's covered. Now, let's say I, I decide to sue you Because now, you know, I was so badly injured that my life has changed. That will be covered under your liability part of your renter's policy. So most companies will ask you if you have a dog and if you do, what kind it is, what kind of dog it is.
0: Good to know. Well, what would you say to someone saying, oh, God, I can barely make my rent now. I can't afford renter's insurance. What advice would you give them?
1: You can't afford not to have it because even though rent is so expensive, In comparison, rental insurance is so inexpensive that it can pay off in multiple, multiple levels. Like I gave my example of my customer who lived in a hotel for six months. If you were to pay that out of your pocket, that would be in the tens of thousands of dollars. So if you think you can't afford rental insurance, you're not going to be able to afford that.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Leo. This has Thanks. been a real eye opener. I learned a lot more. I, I had renters insurance policies for years. I never realized yeah. how much it covered. I just thought it covered my stuff.
1: It covers quite a bit. It covers quite a bit. Very, like I think I said at the beginning of, of the, the podcast, it's probably the most cost-efficient insurance you will ever buy compared to auto, commercial liability, workers' compensation, homeowner insurance. Of landlord insurance. It is by far the most inexpensive insurance and gives you the most coverage when you need it.
0: How can people reach you if they want more information?
1: Just give me a ring, 516-292-5100. If you want to shoot me an email and just ask me a quick question on email, send me an email at leo at com.
0: Thank you so much for your time.
1: Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the LIPN podcast, brought to you by the Long Island Professional Network and produced by Smith Douglas Associates. To learn more about the LIPN, visit our website at lipn.org or
1: join our meetup under Long Island Professional Network.